It's great to be together today. I think you're in for an incredible Sunday. Today we are baptizing across all our venues, I think 28 people. It's so exciting to see people go live with their faith, sharing their stories. So maybe you've never been to a baptism service here before. If you have been, you know this is the highlight of our year. So a couple times a year, we just set aside things and go, okay, and baptize people, and it's incredible to think these people are going to come in front of us, and they're going to climb into a tank, and they're going to get all wet. Why would they do that? They're doing it because they've put their hope and trust in Jesus. They're doing it because Jesus commanded them to do it. They're saying, in essence, I have come to a point in my life where I know I belong to Jesus. I don't belong to myself. I don't belong to my feelings. I don't belong to my culture, I belong to Jesus. And they do it publicly in front of us because they're identifying with the family of God. They're saying, I belong to this, the family of God, the church of Jesus Christ. So they come forward. And it isn't like miraculous water. There's nothing in this act that will save them or bring them into the family of God. They already chose that in their hearts before they ever got to this moment. They put their hope and trust in Jesus Christ for this life and the life to come. And now they're just going public with a decision they made to share that with everyone so that we can rejoice together. So this is a party, this is a celebration, and in many ways, their stories are the sermon for the day. You're like, yes, we don't have to listen to you. Well, I just gotta get a couple minutes in, okay? So let me share with you a couple things before we go and hear how God is at work in real people like you. So last number of weeks, we've been talking about how life is difficult, how it's hard, and it doesn't cease to be hard when you come to follow Jesus. Some people think that when you follow Jesus, that means everything will go well for you, but that's not what the Bible says at all. In some ways, following Jesus makes this life even harder because you have a master, a sovereign, a Lord who, yes, has taken away your sins, but now you live in allegiance to Him and his commands, and, and you don't see him, and, and you don't hear him audibly, but you're following him, and that's difficult because life is going to have ups and downs, lefts and rights, and following Jesus isn't always going to be easy. So why do we do it? Because we have confidence in a God who died and rose again and who will walk with us through the difficulty as we wait for the day when he's going to make everything right and new. Our eyes are forward to a future day, so this life might be difficult, but in light of eternity, it's worth it all. It's going to be hard. One of the things we learned in First Peter a couple weeks ago has been really intriguing me, that I asked the question, where is Jesus now? I think it's a fair question to ask. Like, he came, he lived, he died. Where is he now? And First Peter tells us that right now, Jesus is at the right hand of God. He's seated at the right hand of God. Okay, so now I know where he is. What is he doing there is an important question to ask because God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. God said, I'll be with you always, even to the very end of the age. But right now I'm going through anxiety. Right now I'm going through stress. Right now I'm going through fear. Some of you are going through addiction, temptation, divorce, disease, grief, pain, and God said, I'm never going to leave you, never forsake you. Why is Jesus seated at the right hand of God and not here helping me now? That makes me scratch my head. 
and go, well, like, what, Jesus, what is Jesus doing? He's got his feet up on the couch. He's resting because he did the hard work, and now he can chill for all eternity until it's time for him to come back. And he's like, Don, I got you. Just keep going. And yeah, you know, I'm just going to hang out here, and someday I'll return. What is he doing? I know where he is. What is he doing? Here's what the Bible says. He's doing something, something pretty unique, something that we don't talk about often in church. Hebrews chapter 7 says this. It says, Jesus lives forever. He has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to, him, come to God through him. He's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them, to intercede for them. John says it this way, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Jesus right now is seated at the right hand of God, not just chilling, kicking back, going, oh, nothing to do. He's doing something. The Bible says he is interceding and advocating for us, interceding and advocating for us. I'm really glad that most of you, many of you are in small groups because this week in your small groups, you're going to open up the Bible and look at what does it mean that Jesus lives forever to intercede and advocate for us. You're going to learn that in your groups this week. But just quickly, what does it mean? To intercede means when someone's in trouble, I'm going to act on their behalf. To advocate means when someone's in trouble, I'm going to speak up on their behalf. The Bible says that Jesus is doing something right now. He is interceding, acting, and speaking on behalf of his children. What does that mean? Okay. It means not only when you place your faith in Jesus Christ does he remove your sins as far as the east is from the west. Not only does he reconnect you with God the Father so that you can have peace and power in a relationship with your Creator? Not only does he say that those who put their faith in me, the moment you take your final breath, you're guaranteed to see him face to face, not by anything you did, but by what he did on the cross. Not only is Jesus going to return for his church, return and make all things right and new, all of those things come through faith in Jesus Christ, but also, he is alive now, interceding and advocating for you. That means that when life is difficult, when everything is stacked against you, when you feel like nobody cares, there is someone named Jesus, the eternal Son of God, Alpha and Omega, dead, risen, ascended, going to come in return, who is your cheering section who stands before the Father, sits before the Father, connected right with the Father, who holds out his hands, his nail-pierced hands, and says, that's my daughter, that's my son. Those are children of God, and I paid for them with the precious blood I shed, and I bore on my shoulders the wrath of God. Now, Father, resource them with everything they need to make it through the difficulty that they're facing. You have a living forever advocate. Yeah. 
And it's sort of crazy, and I don't really get it. It's a little bit mysterious to know fully what it means, but here's my hope. My hope is that God doesn't go to sleep, that His Son is awake and looking and watching and saying, that's your son, that's your daughter, they're going through difficulty, resource them, help them, strengthen them, look at my hands, I paid the price, that's your son and daughter. God served their needs, an incredible gift, so that Hebrews would continue on to say, when life is hard, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Where is Jesus? He scorned shame, endured the cross, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. God knows you're growing weary and losing heart. He gets us. And he says, instead of thinking about your weariness and your pain and your difficulty, fix your eyes on Jesus, the one who endured things while he was on earth, the one who is right now seated at God's right hand, not asleep, but interceding and advocating for you. Fix your eyes on, consider the one who is going to return and make all things right and new. When everything is stacked against you, you have a fan club. You have a cheering section. You have the living Christ on your side. And if he is for you, who or what could be against you? Let's pray. God, this is incredible that you would care not only about our eternal destiny, but you would care about our present reality. In this place today, there are people that have put their faith and trust in you who are going through incredibly hard times. In this place today, there are people who have yet to place their faith in you. They're just seeking, searching, wondering about who you are. For all those who are here today, God, I pray that they would know, first and foremost, you are love, that you get our pain and difficulty, our sin and our shame, and you came to change everything through your life and death and resurrection, but you also live now cheering us on advocating for us an ever-present help in time of need. So we come to you, O risen Christ. Our eyes are on you, Alpha and Omega. Please help us. Please strengthen us. Please show yourself mighty and strong and victorious in this place today as we celebrate the many lives who have been changed by you forever here and around the globe. I pray all of this in your matchless name. Amen.